Zep on Denver Sports Station, 1043, The Fan. to think about it it is right here it is right now how you doing tonight brandon stokely doing great how you doing doing fantastic happy friday to you brother yeah always always a good day you worked every day this week yeah you deserve a weekend i know i know today was 50 50 oh yeah today was 50 50 really but you know, persevere, overcome adversity, and persevere, and and, well, and come in. What 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 just, came up? Just you know, just I don't know. Just it was fifty fifty. I told you, to I told wire. you yesterday. Have your act together. I know, I know, goodness. and I thought about that, and that's why I showed up. And oh, I'm ready for a great goodness. Friday show. <laughs> and um, I knew you had some great oh, stuff for us, so yes, I had to be here for it. Oh my gosh, dude! I like all joking aside, all joking aside, I. I was surprised how upset, how upset DMAC was and James Merrillat was at Greg Penner playing golf, saying that the deal's not done. I mean, I thought that was like a fun little thing. He came in here, he's like, like big deal, little deal. I thought that was just like our little like massage and yeah. like a little crosstalk. 15 minutes go by. I get a push alert on my phone that DMAC wrote like a 3,000-word essay on just how it's a very big deal. And Greg Penner shouldn't be playing golf. And Greg Penner should be at the facility and ironing out the details as if the Sean Payton deal isn't done, done, done. Ridiculous. I mean, come on, guys. What are we doing? Like, you know, uh, I'm all for criticizing when criticizing needs to be done. But something like this, you're looking for something that's not there. You're just looking for something to criticize someone for nothing. That's not there. The deal's done. The contract's going to get done. The compensation's done. And we'll have a press conference on Monday. End the story. Who really cares? DMAC. He got the deal done. He got the deal done at the end of the day. And you keep saying it really well when you say that. The reason why we have Sean Payton is because of Greg Penner. That's it. And his pockets. That's and he was willing to spend, and they were aggressive, and they ended up getting it done. If Greg Penner's playing golf at Pebble Beach, who gives a care? Who? Uh, certainly why? not me. Why? Greg Penner. Let him play golf. Gre- let, him, let him celebrate that they got this thing done, and he's finished with this three, four, six weeks coaching search. You don't think that was stressful? Dude, I don't care if you're flying on a private course, plane or not. Of course. There's a lot going on. And his reputation is on the line in such a public way. There's never been like a fan base waiting for updates on the Walmart board meeting. This is the this is the owner, the new owner hiring the next head coach of the Broncos. They did that. They got it done. Sean Payton has changed his header on Twitter to a Broncos helmet sitting at mile high on the field. It's done. He's the next coach of the Broncos. There's not something that's going to fall through here at the 11th hour where Sean Payton's going back to Fox. He's coaching the Broncos. They probably already have the deal in place, right? The deal's done. It's one of those, like Sean McVay last year's like, 
yeah, we're going to get a deal done. We're going to, and then, no, we don't have a deal. And then three months later, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, we had a deal way back then. Right. They have it all ready to go. They want Greg Penner to go play golf. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're so probably what? literally just delaying right. it. So exactly. Can, but everything's done. He just yeah. hasn't signed it yet. So Greg can play golf. And um, we don't have to worry about the press conference right away on Thursday or Friday. Guess what? Who cares? It's a done deal. You had to give up a first rounder this year, a second rounder next year. You got a third rounder back. That's that. That was a fair trade for both parties. It worked out perfectly. You're paying Sean Payton a lot of money. Press conference will be Monday. Let Greg Penner and Condoleezza Rice go play stinking Pebble Beach and have a good time. Let's pick a a, a different um, fight here. Something that is actually relevant. That that makes sense. Don't criticize just to criticize. I don't. I don't. That's. I don't like that. Pick a different hill to die on. There you go. That's better better said than what I was trying to say. No, you're, you're we're, we're on the same page with this one. Greg Penner, just to repeat myself from literally the last two and a half weeks, Greg Penner and the new Denver Broncos ownership are the most redeeming quality about the current situation of the Broncos. Sean Payton, a tier one candidate, is not taking the Broncos job because he thinks Russell Wilson's going to play another eight to ten years. He's not taking the Broncos job because the Broncos have just immense draft capital and he gets to start from scratch with a blank canvas. He's not taking the Broncos job because they have the best roster in the league. He's not taking the Broncos job because they have insane draft capital. They don't have any of that stuff that I just listed. Sean Payton is taking the Broncos job because Greg Penner is paying him between 17 and $20 million to do so. This would not have been the case last year. Sean Payton doesn't look at this job if this is last year. Greg Penner's the reason this is all getting done. So if we got to wait till Monday for the presser. And it's not just the money. It's a commitment. Sure. It's a commitment to do whatever sure. it takes sure. to be successful. Right. Right. And so why, do you, why don't you think he went to Arizona? Right. And uh, Well, it's because of the ownership. They're not going to pay him, and how committed are they? Same thing with Houston. So um, I just think that it's not only the pocketbooks. It's it's his commitment to winning and doing things the right way that line up with Sean Payton and how they both view this thing moving forward. Stoke, you're spot on, and we actually heard that from Sean Payton himself during the process and then to Jeff Duncan after. He said during the process – that he is looking to the ownership as the most important thing. And and he actually created like a fictitious like example um, when he was with Colin saying, you know, people tell me, oh, why don't you go play with this quarterback? Why don't you go play with that quarterback? And I look at the organization and say, why haven't you won in 50 years? Right. So the connection with the new ownership group is the most fundamental reason you're spot on that he is taking this job. He said to Jeff Duncan, I looked at ownership first and foremost. And when you have the commitment combined with the compensation, that's why Sean Payton's here. So to criticize the, the, the central reason, while you could actually argue that this organization's trending upward, and it's still an argument. But the fact that there is an argument to be made by landing this tier one coach, it, like – it's it's cutting off your nose to spite your own face. Yes, makes no sense. Makes no sense um, to go down that avenue and that road. Um, guys playing golf. Yeah, right. In in a, in a in a cool deal that you know I, I told you I got to go do it. Yeah, not not play, but caddy, uh, and it's really cool. It's a lot of fun, um, and it didn't get in the way of anything. Now look, if we were still in the middle of a coaching search and he's doing that, okay, we can criticize the guy for that. That's fine. That's open. 
Right, but now everything is done. All his work is done. Right. What else does he left does he have to do here? He has nothing left to do. He's not negotiating a contract, and I think the contract's probably already done. I think you're right about and that. It's by like the way, ninety nine point nine percent done. It just really it's signed. Signature. Yeah, it's right there yeah. though, and we'll get it signed when we get it signed, and it'll get signed today, tomorrow, or Sunday, or Monday morning, and the press conference will be Monday or Tuesday. Perfect. No big deal. We got our guy, and Greg Penner led that search. Let's not criticize him for enjoying it and maybe celebrating a little bit by playing golf at Pebble Beach in the Pro-Am. And, and they're up there near the top of the leaderboard. Good for them. Yeah. Good Go win for that them. thing, Greg. You know what? I think this, this is a non-story, and it's, it'll blow over because Monday will come, and Sean Payton will be there, and Greg will be sitting right next to him, and they'll be taking questions, and it'll be great. It'll be great. But no need to criticize um, when criticism isn't warranted. I don't get it. And it's been really warranted around here for the last right. six, seven years, and we've done it. When we, and that's one thing about, at least I'll speak for, for, for me and, and hopefully you, is like, we just try to be fair. Now, sometimes people can say, oh, you're being negative. Well, guess what? This situation around here has required some negative criticism. Yeah. Okay? But not this but Not this one. Not this one. Let's, let's celebrate this. This, is, it's the, this past week was a good week for Broncos country, so let's celebrate it. Greg Pinner led this ship. We got ourselves um, an adult, a real head football coach, paid him a lot of money, and it was a long process, but that's what this new ownership group did. Let's celebrate that. Uh, no need to find a, a, little, a little deal and try to make it a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Glad we're on the same page there. Yeah, we are with this one. I'm sure yeah. we'll find something else to disagree on, but not 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 this one here. Okay. Uh, happy Friday to you guys. You made it to the weekend. I knew you could do it. How about this? The Broncos are asking permission to interview who now for defensive coordinator? Hang tight. It's next. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Man presents Stokely and Zach. Zach. It's already up. Keep your head up. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, you fool. <laughs> I knew that you knew. I thought you'd play the game, though. Uh, I say I Zach. Playing. I say Zach, you say Stoke, and then I say keep your head up, but you didn't want to play the game on no, Friday. No, no, you ruined no. it. You ruined it. it. You're a D-Mac. It. You took your ball and you went home. You took your coffee mug and you went home. We were having fun. Wow. You just can't have fun. And, you know, you, I just can't threw, have fun you just threw a fit, threw down the ball, and stormed home. <laughs> Me or Greg. No one's having right, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Greg can't have any fun. How dare Greg have any fun? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're having fun here on a Friday. I, I Ron James, 63 points away. Um, I threw a little action on that a few nights ago that it would be against the Bucks. So just they have that out there. That it would be against the Bucks, yeah, at home, um, and I think that's a couple so you more could, games like, so away. You could pick like which game it yes. happens against. Yes. Okay, yes. Um, knowing him, if I had a guess, it's going to happen at home. Right, he will make sure it happens at home, and he has creative control when he plays, when he doesn't play. Yeah, how much he scores, he can be assist. My guy. question is: Is that game on national TV against the Bucks? What would you think? I would think it is. Yeah, I would think so. But you know, but then the following game is on the road against the Warriors. So which, which you know, I, I can I, tell, I, I can tell you here in a second. But okay. he just passed Mark Jackson and Steve Nash in the same week on the all-time assist list. His at his age, what he's doing right now is remarkable. Uh, j- just flat out. I don't. I don't mean to get off track because that, I don't want to okay. get into this. DC that game. Stuff. That. How about this? <laughs> wow. So this is so interesting, but yet really simple to follow. 
if you're the schedule maker, this kind of happened a couple years ago with Tom Brady when he was going to break the record. They tried to sort of stagger it with him doing it against the Patriots, right? Isn't that when he did it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I was there. I believe so. Is that right? Yeah, I went. Remember? I oh, yeah, that's that right. Game? That's right. That's right. Did he do it against the Patriots? I, I, I thought he did. Okay, he, yeah, he might have. And they just kind of gave him like just no, just a little quick pat on the back and let's go. Oh, I think like, you're right. Quick little, poop, let's go. That's right because we were I talking. Think. Will they stop the game? That was my question. Right. Will they stop the game? Remember when Drew Brees broke his record? And they oh, brought yeah. him out a laminated sheet right. of paper yeah. with the number on it. Yeah, he, like lifted it like Wilt's one hundred. Right. It was like. Hey, it's 2022, but here's my laminated Microsoft Word wow. new passing record yeah, number on yay. it. That was so weird. Poorly planned Congrats, out. Drew. Oh, my gosh. Um, how about this? The league has stacked around that date before and after it. Nothing but national TV. His, the, the, so the, what were you the saying next, this looks good for yeah, me or not? No, I, I I think that game doesn't have an advantage over another one. I oh, thought it they would. All, they all are on national TV. Is the Bucks on national TV? TNT. But the game before is at home or away? It's at home against Oklahoma City yeah, on TNT. He wants to do it against Giannis and the Bucks. So we'll see. Hopefully. But his, his next four games are on national TV and six of the next seven are on national TV. So, yeah, that's going to happen in front of the world. Good, 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 good stagger, though. I like this 63 yeah, away. We'll probably about right. Yeah. Okay. Back to business. Ian Rappaport tweeting this morning. The Broncos have requested an interview with Steelers linebacker coach and senior defensive assistant Brian Flores for their defensive coordinator position under Sean Payton, source said. Now you would think, like, why, why, why would you say interviewing who now? It's Brian Flores, former head coach. Well... If you remember, and most folks do, Brian Flores named the Broncos specifically in a discrimination lawsuit against the NFL not much more than a year ago. Was it maybe two years ago? It was very recent. Um, And now he could come and potentially work at the same place that he was listing in a lawsuit. Yeah. That's unusual. Yeah, no no, no thanks on, on, on that for me. No thanks. I'll pass. Um... And he hasn't really been a defensive coordinator to start with. He wasn't a defensive coordinator for the Patriots. And his first year with Miami, he wasn't a defensive coordinator when he became the head coach. And he did take over, I think, that next year uh, for being the defensive coordinator. But so he doesn't have a lot of experience there. And, you know, this is you're, you're suing you're suing this team. And you made some accusations that I don't believe were true at all were made up and fabricated. When it came to, you know, well, they, they were hung over uh, when they were meeting with me. Do you have some of yeah, that? Yeah, you, yeah, okay, yeah. I, 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 I do yeah, to add context yeah, to yeah, what perfect. you're saying. Um, Flores claimed, and I think I think we pulled this, uh, uh, Drew dropped this in. I think it's from a, a, uh, an article on DenverSports.com that I believe is from Mace. Forgive me if I'm incorrect on that. But um, Flores claimed he had a, quote, sham head interview with Denver in 2019 in which then-general manager John Elway and then-CEO Joe Ellis showed up an hour late to the interview and appeared, quote, disheveled. Flores alleges, alleged, quote, it was obvious that they had been drinking heavily the night before, end quote. The Broncos strongly denied the claims and called them, quote, blatantly false. Quote, the Broncos will vigorously defend the integrity and values of our organization and its employees from such baseless and disparaging claims, the team said at the time. Yeah, um, to me, he was just throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and hoping it would stick. 
And if you remember, the Broncos said that they traveled across country. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, yes from the yes. night before yes. and got in late. And, um, you know, so and, and, like, and, like and, when, and, you, when you make accusations about people being um, hung over, like you, you, you got to know, like sometimes there's different. Maybe you didn't sleep good the night before. And that's why you're a little bit tired or whatever the case may be. I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. But like unless you're with somebody, um, it's hard to make that accusation like that guy is hung over, yeah. um, especially when you've been traveling and you've been doing a lot of interviews or whatever the case may be. And you might have just traveled across country and got in really, really late. And if you remember, the Broncos actually came out with the timestamps of the flights that they were they were in the air all through the night. They were doing bouncing around the country doing interviews at the time at the time. Um, I remember when I first saw the report. And, and, and let's just be honest, we've seen, you know, John out having a good time on camera and whether he's wheeling down the road on a, you know, Segway or he's, you know, outside the steakhouse or whatever. So what? No, I, I, no, like, no, have no, you no. ever had a good time? All, all the, all the I've time. I've had a good time. That doesn't mean that no. I show up um, hung over to an interview. Well, hear me out. Okay. Just listen to me. I am. So, so at the time, in my head, I'm like, ah, you know, maybe, maybe they were a little bit banged up from the night before and Flores sees it a certain way and I'm going, ah, maybe I could see that. But then we started to talk through it, and it's like, how do you prove that? Right. That's really gray. It's really, really gray. And then you supplement it with, wait, hold on a second. They took off at 1 o'clock in the morning from here, and they flew in. They got in at 4.45 a.m., and it's like, yeah, I just, first of all, first first and foremost, I wasn't there, so I don't know, one right. way or the other. But if you're alleging this in a lawsuit, that means it would go to court, and it's, Sort of seems flimsy at, at best. Yeah, and no thank you on that then. Um, but there's there's a lot of good defensive coordinators out there, and we have one here. So you know, what does uh, this tell us about Everett? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, but I'd much prefer Idro Everett over Brian Flores for a lot of different reasons there. You know, um, he's done it, you know, here at a high level last year. The, this group is um, knows him. They played hard for him, and they did a good job un- under his leadership. Now you're, you're building off of what you did last year. You're going into year two with um, Idro Evero. I, th- I think it only gets better from that perspective. Um, and, you know, the guy didn't sue your organization on what I think are baseless claims. And just um, um, so for me, let's just keep Idro Evero. So, so when I saw this, we talked about Evero yesterday. Like now that – especially now that Vic Fangio is going to Miami, what turns out to be a three-year deal that's going to pay him more than $4.5 million per year, one of the highest-paid like coordinators. More than he made as, as, yeah. than a head coach, it, right? It, honestly, I think I mean, it's about the four? same. Yeah, yep. I was going to say, I think it's about the same money. That's insane. It is. I think he's the highest-paid coordinator in the league, along with Dan Quinn now. Wow. So, um, and we don't know that for sure because a lot of these salaries are kept private, but the the word was that he was looking to be one of the highest-paid coordinators, and Albert Breer said it was always going to be competitive, luring Fangio, and Miami was willing to compete. So they are paying Fangio top dollar. But we sort of saw this coming yesterday, and we, we had the report. Um, we said, hey, now that Fangio's going to Miami, it's definitively Evero's the best option to move forward. But when I see this, that they're they're going down the Brian Flores road, I go, is Evero getting the Colts job or the Cardinals job? Or has he just made it cl- crystal clear that he does not want to be in Denver? Yeah, th- th- that that could be two um, options right there, certainly. Where, you know, you're, you're, or you're just covering your butt in case he gets one of those jobs. 
one of those head coaching jobs. Like, you're not sure oh, if he's oh, going to sure. get it oh, or right, not. Right, right. So let's just go through this process. Sean Payton covering his butt. Right. Yeah. For, because if he does get one of these jobs, then, you know, we want to have a backup plan. Right. We want to have plan B here. So that that could be the case also. But it could be the that, that last one that you said where Evero was just like, I don't want to be here, Sean. Sorry. Because there's been I'm whispers. ready to move on. Vikings. Yeah, right. Right, that they're yes. kind of holding the yes. spot. Maybe maybe it's the 49ers. Who knows what's going on behind the scenes with, um, with you know, all these different assistant coaches and these openings. And we still have two spots of head coaches that haven't been filled. So who knows what's going on behind the scenes. And um, maybe it's just a, hey, I don't want to be here. Because I mean, what do you what do you do what do you do if you're Sean Payton and he says I don't want to be here? It's a really good question because he's under contract. He is, so he's you know you can't go and take a lateral move. So so if they don't want him to go be the DC in Minnesota, he's not going to go be the DC in Minnesota. But it's like if you're Sean, if you're hitting the reset button, do you really, from a culture standpoint, something else you're trying to reset? Do you really want an ingrate here? If he because we heard whispers uh-huh. an ingrate, someone who's like. Hmm. Who doesn't want to be there? Not, you know, angry might have been the wrong word because that seems like he's, yeah, he, just, he's, he's not grateful to have the job. But, like, if you – we heard whispers that that Evero gave pushback to how Hackett was handled. Right. Right? And that was his guy. That's, like, one of his best friends. So I, I just don't know how much – we talked about it yesterday. It's pro sports. But what if he's just, like – Loyal to a fault, right. I don't know. Right. You know? Um, and it goes back to the, you know, you're talking about Sean Payton. It goes back to the Mike Tomlin. Remember Mike Tomlin's comments? And uh, uh, We prefer volunteers, not hostages. There you go. Talking about one of the players. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's kind of how it is here. Like, if you don't want to be a part of this, I mean, Sean Payton doesn't want you here probably, right? Go ahead. You know, just just move on then because that's not how you want to start thing with a with an assistant right, coach. Right. That's your defensive coordinator that doesn't want to be here any longer, doesn't want to work for you. So you, you don't want that if you're Sean Payton, then you're just best to, to move on. I hope it wouldn't be that. Yeah, I I, I hope he stays. Yeah, me too. I, I really do because I, I really think he's a really good coach. All right. And he did a good job he last did. year. Let's build off he of did. that for a Yes, it, it'd almost be a head start. It'd almost be a head start within a new regime. Um, okay, the Broncos have even less draft picks than they did this time last week. Could Denver make a trade to gain more capital? If so, who are the candidates? It's next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. All right, the Broncos have even less draft picks today than they did 96 hours ago. Could Denver make a trade to gain more capital? And if so, who would be the candidates? Kind of a tricky conversation. We don't know if this is actually going to take place, um, but I will ask you again. Do you think the Broncos make a trade before the NFL draft in April to acquire more draft capital? That's tricky. I'm going to say yes, because George Payton likes his picks. But I say it's tricky because you don't have a ton of talent on this football team. So what are you going to get for, you know, some of your players here? What are you going to get? Like, you're not going to sell dirt cheap. And also, 
Got a new coach in town, right? Usually when you have a new coach in town, you're kind of rebuilding, retooling uh, type of situation. Yep. That's really not the case because you got a veteran quarterback you're paying a ton of money to. You're trying to win now. Yeah. Sean Payton's trying to win now. So there's not like, hey, let's trade Draymond Jones and Jerry Judy. Let's get rid of those guys and kind of get some draft picks and assets, and we're going to build this thing up you know, for three or four years from now. No, the Broncos are trying to win now. So they're trying to keep those players. And then uh, give me a player. Like, what are you going to get for, I don't know, Josie Jewell? You know I mean? Like, if you try to trade Josie a fifth-round pick. I was, was going to say four. You know, fourth I mean, or fifth. So is it even worth it? Because he's a good player. You're he trying to player. win now. Right. He's not a great player. Nope. But he's a good player that had a good year. Um, so it just doesn't make sense to trade him for a fifth-round pick. Uh, so that that that's the issue here. So I said I think they will. But... You know, walking through that like we just did, I'll probably say no now. I just, you know, <laughs> this I, I, is so funny because I asked you this a couple of days ago. You said yes, right. and I agreed with you. And then we um, created the segment, and one of the one of the things was, hey, let's go over the candidates. And you know, prematurely doing it in my head, I'm like, wait, there's actually not a lot of candidates, and you just touched on a couple of the central reasons why you're actually kind of expected to win this year. You're not you're not in tank mode, so you want to keep your good football players. You don't want to like what would yield you the most is let, let's just jump jump to the end of the line. Pat Sertan would yield you the most, right? There you go. Right. Why would you ever want to deal Pat Sertan? You don't want to do that. No. For for more picks that you hope turn into Pat Sertan, right? It doesn't make sense. No. So you have to try to find this intersection of a player that you're okay with moving on from that another team would be willing to take on his contract and actually get you something in return. So you could like look at like like let's look at like the wide receiver room. You could say, okay, let's tr- let's try to trade Cortland Sutton. You're not going to trade Cortland Sutton, not because you wouldn't want to, but because no one's going to take on that contract compared to the production. Why would they give up something and give it back to the Broncos in exchange for a player like Cortland Sutton? What could you get for Cortland Sutton? A sixth round pick. Yeah. Yeah, because you got to take on his deal, right? So, like for for you know, and super casual fan kind of just does the fantasy football stuff. You got to weigh in the finances to it. You got to weigh in like it, it's all encompassing. So, who is actually a candidate that a team would be willing to take on their deal, give something up in return, and then simultaneously that the Broncos are okay with moving on from? There's um, there's not many of those options for the Broncos here. Uh, I mean, could they try to do a low level trade here and get a you know fifth or sixth rounder for someone? I guess, um, but I just really don't see um, who that would be. Okay, how about this name though? Kind of out of left field here. Okay, Justin Simmons. I mean, on the surface, you don't think of Justin Simmons as a, a trade candidate making a lot of money. He's still a really good player. Like, you want him on your roster because you're trying to win now. But, you know, if you're looking at it and like, ah, you know what? Um, We kind of like that P.J. Locke guy, Caden Stearns. You know, we like their youth, and we can reset where we are from the safety position and, you know, get some cap relief, but also, you know, get a nice draft pick. What could you get? For Justin Simmons, Zach, what well, do you think? Well, let's lay out the context. He's turning 30 years old. This is his age 30 season already. That, that came quick, wow. didn't it? Wow. Came quick. So that's a signature benchmark in pro sports, especially football, right? This isn't baseball or basketball. So age 30 season, 
he is um he was uh he signed a four year sixty one million dollar contract, thirty five of that guaranteed, annual average value of fifteen. I mean the contract's not crazy. It is nowadays. not crazy. It's and, not and crazy. The cap just went up, you know, fourteen million bucks or whatever, eighteen million, whatever it was. The cap went up from last year to this year. So that contract's not like an awful huge contract that teams are like, no way. Right. Still playing at a very high level. Yes, sir. Got my over interceptions yeah. this year. Ching ching. Despite being on uh, doing a stint at right. IR. Yeah. Really, really uh, remarkable. Um, what could you get for Justin Simmons? Uh, you, sorry, you guys. You were gonna, but could, I was going to say, could you get a second? And you were going to. You were. Gonna I was going to say a third so, round pick. Yeah. But could you get a second? Of course you could. Just takes one team. Right. That's a late close. round second. We didn't think you'd get a first for Bradley Chubb. Right. Good point. Right. And we were right. You shouldn't have. Right. And you somehow they did. Right. So maybe a second. It's all pro safety, but he is a little bit older, you know, and so it might end up being a third rounder. Uh, again, question to you. Would it be worth trading Justin Simmons for a third round pick? Honestly, I think the answer to that question might be another question. How do you view yourself? Right. Well, they're trying to win now. They're trying to win now. So my answer to it um, is no. It's not worth a third round. Now, if you get a second, now I entertain that. But And then also, what kind of message does it send the locker room? Like, wait, wait, why are we, tra- Sean, why, why are we trading Justin Simmons? I'm, like, actually, I'm actually not that worried about that. Okay. Because there's really one voice that I'm paying attention to, and that's Sean Payton. This is a 5-12 and 12 operation. Why should I really give a damn about a voice in the locker room who says, hey, you traded my buddy. You traded a really good player. Not buddy, but you traded a really good player. Like, we're trying to win. That's okay. I thought we were trying to win, Sean. Like, that's, that's so, okay. so we rebuild him for the future. To me, it just sends the message that we are building towards the future here, and we're not really trying to go all in and win this year. I think what their aim is is different from who they actually are right now. And I think if you're the guy making these decisions, you have to acknowledge who they actually are right now. And I think the question that you need to ask yourself is, is Will Justin Simmons, we did this with Vaughn, is Justin Simmons a central figure on the next great Broncos team? And my answer right now would be no. Yeah. Um, Could be wrong about that, by the way. But yeah, that, that, yeah. That'd I mean, my I answer right he's now. got a few good years left oh, yeah. uh, in him. Yeah. Uh, but you have to start looking at that conversation now. I just don't, you know, you're going to try to hold on to uh, Draymond Jones, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you want to keep him around. You're also, you know, because he was a candidate. Jerry Judy now with the way that he finished, you want weapons around Russ. So I just don't see really any prime candidates to trade away. Uh, I just don't think you're going to really see one now. You're not going to see a, any kind of big move to um, unload a guy for draft picks. Do you do you see a really low-level trade? K.J. Hamler for a seventh-round pick. But why? You know, again, why? Like, just better off just, let's just, just try to hold on to him with Sean Payton and see if Sean Payton can get the best out of him. Maybe he can stay healthy. Like, you've invested so much in him. Right. You know, right. seventh-round pick at this point is uh, fruitless. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not even worth it. So... I, I say I say no now. I, I, I just kind of know what. What do you think? Do, will we see a trade? No. Yeah. I don't think so. I like how we did that. Yeah, that was fun. It's good. Kind of good know, exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Discuss it, and it just doesn't make sense for the Broncos' situation. 
All right, a red hot sports opinion. That means we'll see about three of them. <laughs> you never know. Buster trade. <laughs> not, this is not a drill. <laughs> um, a red hot sports opinion. Less than one week old is already aging poorly here in Denver. Tell you who and why next. Sports Station, 1043, The Fan. A red-hot Denver sports opinion, less than a week old, is already aging poorly. And we had a couple guys here at the station guilty of this one. Oh, oh, do tell. Our guy Drew, our guy Richie, and uh, others. Uh-huh. It wasn't, it, seriously, kidding aside, it wasn't just one or two people. There was a there was a contingent of folks online, people who cover this team, um, that last weekend on ABC's first real Saturday showcase after the NFL turns the page on their divisional weekend and look forward to the championship weekend, the NBA springs into action and rolls the games out on ESPN and ABC. And the very first matchup of this time of year was Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic going head-to-head. The two, the, the, the MVP and the runners-up two years in a row. And Embiid was phenomenal. He was fantastic. He dominated the fourth quarter. He owned the game. He deserved all the credit. He did not win MVP, though. He did not win MVP. This and Jokic a, didn't lose it. it. There you go. Right? There uh, you go. Just because of that one game. No. So, since then, since then, and I, I well, checked just to give stuff. You, just to give you a quick update on that game you're talking about. Jokic had, um, in that game, he had 24 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Okay? That was when people were saying, oh, my gosh. You know, Embiid is definitely the MVP. And Embiid did have a great game. He, he put up 47 18 rebounds, 5 assists. I mean, so, I mean he had a great game. Yeah. But it's one game. But And, and it wasn't just about Settle the... Down. Ex- right. We agree on this. Yes. It wasn't just about the game. It was how Embiid took over in the fourth quarter and propelled them the victory. Okay. But Bravo. Bravo. I mean, by the way, okay. by the way, if we want to put the spotlight over a single game, the very next game, yeah. Philly blew a 20-point lead at home to the freaking Orlando Magic. To the Magic. I remember watching it. Not watching it, but following it like, oh, Sixers are blowing them out. Wait, how did the Sixers lose this game? Exactly. Good point. So, Jokic, <laughs> Jokic, yesterday, gets awarded Western Conference Player of the Month. Oh. Jokic, yesterday, against the Warriors, goes for 22 points, 14 rebounds, 16 to 6. Here's a block. Here's a steal. In 33 minutes, Stokes. 16 assists? 16 assists. He shot 70% from the floor. Listen to me. If you could if you could hear me say one sentence today. Listen to this. Okay. My ears are turned on. What have I Before I get to the sentence. What have I been Uh-oh. saying about Jokic's MVP candidacy for for since the season started? If this dude averages a triple double for the number 1 team in the Western Conference, he's doing a somersault to the MVP. Yeah. Not only is Jokic averaging a triple-double for the number one seed in the Western Conference, he's doing it on 70% true shooting percentage. We've never seen this before, ever, ever, ever. While it is a two-horse race, Jokic firmly ahead. Ignore the noise. Ignore the noise. Ignore the haters. They will be out there. They were out there last year. They were out there two years ago. And um, 
you know, you you are the calming force here. I'll give you credit. I want to give you credit on a Friday, Zach. Wow. Yes, yes. Um, embrace this. Mm-hmm. Sit back, relax, put a smile. You, you are the calming force presence when it comes to Jokic and this MVP race. And you've been that way the last couple years. And, you know, you always say, hey, don't don't listen to these people. All these national media members, don't listen to them because the voters know. They know they're going to look at the advanced data, the analytics, all of these things they're going to put into this equation and just ignore the noise. Uh, ignore that noise from the outside. And you know what? You've been spot on. It, it, he's kind of he's walked away with it the last two years. Yep. He hasn't even been close. Yep. And it won't be close this year. Unless something, unless, unless something, something happens, changes, or, yep. you, you, it won't even be close. And I saw the other day he's minus money. You know, he's still like minus one twenty five, still minus whatever money. it is. Yeah, but I might, I got to throw some more on it because you're, it's still too good of odds. I wish I would have did it. You know, two months ago when you said it was a crime. Yes, that, so oh, it was irresponsible, irresponsible to not take him at twenty to one. Twenty to one. I didn't do it. I was irresponsible. I made up for it a little bit. Got him at plus money, but also good. might just do it at, at minus money just because. Of what you've been saying, it's 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 all it's it's been spot on, and it's going to be spot on again this year. And he's just been absolutely remarkable. He really has been. Sixteen assists, twenty-two points, <laughs> yes, yes, fourteen boards. It's insane. It's I mean, it really is. It's it it's absolutely. He is redefining everything I thought I knew about consistency. Stoke. Jokic doesn't have bad games. Yeah, When we started doing this radio show in 2017, 2018, Jokic would, like, drive us nuts. Yeah. He'd have a triple-double on a Tuesday, and then the next day he'd be like, did Jokic play? Totally, am I? Dude, this dude is now the face of consistency. He is the definition of a star that if you bring your kid to the game, you know what you're going to get every single night. The guy is shooting from the field just by the raw numbers, 63%. It's a top-10 number. He's averaging 25 a game. He's averaging 11 rebounds a game, which is the sixth best mark in the league. He's averaging 10.1 assists a game. You know that ranks in the NBA? Second. Second in the league in assists. He's a center. He's averaging as many steals as... He's averaging... He's second in assists? Yes. No. Yes. He's averaging as many steals as Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year. The the guy is just brilliant. It's remarkable. Um, And... Uh, but it's just, it, it was funny how all of a sudden one game, yep. and it wasn't like he got humiliated. Right, and just, right. Embiid played awesome. Played he, great. He, he did, down the stretch, he played great, and Sixers won that basketball game. But like people just wanted to use that as a catalyst to say, oh, this thing is Embiid's hands. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. It was it was so much of an overreaction. It was, uh, it was just comical. And now... The waters have calmed. Yes. Jokic continues to ball. Yes. Nuggets continue to win. Yes. And uh, what a performance last night. Um, and Steph did play. Steph did play. What'd you? Uh, were you surprised by that? I mean, I, I was. Yeah. Uh, I was, back I was, to back? I was, I was, and he played I was shocked. a ton of minutes the, uh, the night before? He played like 40 minutes the night before in Minnesota in, in an overtime loss. I was shocked, especially when you know that Draymond isn't going to play and Clay's not going right. to play. You're coming into altitude against the number one team in the, team in the West. I would have sat him. I would have disappointed all the kids. I would have sat them. You don't play because it's we're beginning with the end in mind. Not on a Thursday night in Denver. But they played. They got their ass whooped. So take Love that it. L on the way out. That's right. By the way, paging James Merrillat. Michael Malone named Western Conference Coach of the Month as well. 
There you go. You can't. Agent James Merrill. I love it. Teflon Mike. I, I absolutely love it. Coach of the month. Coach of the month. You got the player of the month, coach of the month. He's coaching the all-star team. Stoked their 20 games above 500. And guess what happened last night in the, in the wee hours of the morning? The sports book changed the championship odds. Oh. Nuggets yesterday, 6-1. to one. Yesterday's price, not today's price. No. 5-1 to one now. Wow. Only looking up at the Celtics. That's it. Closest they've ever been to a title, and it's intersecting in a non-super team era. What a rare window and for we these got Denver some, Nuggets. We got another Nuggets conversation we do. here. We're going to dive into, and we I do. can't wait to get into that one. Yep. So can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. But you're right. This is it, man. Oh, it's exciting. Put pu- push the chips into the middle, and let's go win a championship. I love it. Could you imagine parades in consecutive years oh. with two different teams, oh. and then the Broncos next year? Unbelievable. Let's ride. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we're just putting the building blocks in place uh, down in Lodo. Right. As well. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So Chris Bryant will be the face of 500 this year, yeah. hopefully. And then after that? It's like it's like Prime's arc up there in Boulder. That's right. Re, you know, building year, then the championship yep. the next year. Okay. Um, where That's should... Right. <laughs> let's ride. Where should the... By the way, real quick, real quick, real quick. Did you see all the guys at Fox giving Sean Payton a let's ride? Michael Strahan, all the guys that work on no. set there. You know, Sh- Sh- Sean Payton and Denver. Let's ride. They did a montage. Too funny. Too funny. Okay. Uh, where should the bar be set for a Sean Payton-led offense in Denver? That's coming up next.